Yo, this is Leo. You're now listening to Unaccepted Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm Tony. And I'm Manny. And, oh man, we're going to have a long episode today, aren't we? I hope so. You hope so. I feel like we got a lot, a lot to try to cover. <laughs> and also, I don't hope so. We'll see. We'll figure it out. I don't know. I'm just complaining about my back. Yeah, I know. I know. you playing old right now. <laughs> <laughs> How'd your weekend go, Manny? Uh, pretty good. Um, Friday, I went to chiropractor to assess my back situation. Might have to go back again. Is it? I don't know what's going on. But Saturday just went to a quinceanera that my sister was invited to be a part of the the. Uh, I don't I don't know how you say the that part in span in English. No idea. Because I know in, in in Spanish they call it, uh, damas and chambalanes. Yep. So she was asked to be one of the damas for the quinceanera and everything. And Sunday just spent most of the time just playing, Forza. Okay, we'll get into that update later, but. Okay. <laughs> Very cool, very cool. I had a uh, a long weekend of dog training. <laughs> I I I think I mentioned I had a a couple of new clients this week. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> uh, one of them's got a lot of work ahead of them. Okay, a lot, a lot of work ahead of them. <laughs> but uh, overall, it was pretty fun. I'm I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I'd like to branch out a little bit. Um, so, you know, I mentioned last week about the Survive the 25 challenge mm-hmm. with uh, all the other podcasts. Yes. So. You uh, dropped it's, out. It's hard for me to get motivated to work out. <laughs> I mean, I do manual labor, so anything outside of that, just not really motivating because I'm yeah. already tired. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I, I think for me, it's more the commute. I commute and I get home and I just don't want to do anything it's really difficult to get me up (laughs) (laughs) that commute is killer and i don't know what it you know with the holidays right now it's like uh people want to get off earlier or something so the traffic's a little bit more Mm. than normal especially since kids are out of school right now too oh i don't even keep track of that maybe maybe that has to do with it too yeah so i'm pretty sure like everybody's just trying to pack up and start traveling to other places yeah to spend thanksgiving especially so since I have kind of trouble getting motivated for this, but I seem to make time to do the dog training sessions, I've actually been playing around with the idea of getting into some decoy work. Okay. So decoy work. Will... Now we're going to do like dog racing, but okay. No. <laughs> That's some money here. Right? No, no. I, I've been thinking about getting into some decoy work. It'll definitely exercise me. <laughs> and um, it'll... It's something that I'm already kind of doing a little bit because I I am doing mostly just obedient stuff right now. But mm-hmm. if I can start learning some decoy work, it'll kind of help me with the dog training for my dog. And, you know, it's dog training I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. I might as well throw on the suit and take some bites. Nice. Learn from that. And it'll that's definitely going to be a lot of exercise I'm going to have to go through. So I don't know. It's a thought in my head. We'll, we'll see if I keep following it through i'm going to talk to uh, some people about getting some mentorship to make sure i'm learning how to do it correctly and we'll see where that goes but that might end up being my exercise regiment you know fi- find something that's that you're going to be willing to do right yeah 
But anyways, Manny. I could I could already see a documentary of you, Senor Tony, from racer to dog trainer. <laughs> or the dog training pays for the racing. I guess. Yeah, you gotta think of it like that. That's the way I'm kinda thinking about it. If I I'm getting better at it, more people are asking, and if I can pick up enough clients to offset part of the cost of my racing, hey. I am all for it, man, because I'm all about that budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Manny, uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. We got everything from the Cowboy Bebop review, the Death Parade review. Mm-hmm. We got some updates for the anime. We got some uh, some car questions with Black Friday coming up. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we have some events and toy drives to cover. So... Let's roll into it, Manny. What's our first one? All righty. So first thing we mentioned was Cowboy Bebop. It came out November 19th, a live-action series on Netflix. Yep. And we actually got a first look at the first episode. Yeah. So (laughs) I think when I first saw it and we first talked about it, I thought it was just a movie. And then it was a series. I'm pretty sure I said it was a series. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Like always. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we did do, like, basically what we're thinking about doing is we're going to do first episode, kind of our first impressions. We're going to finish up the series and go a little bit further in depth next week. Yes. So, man. I know, I know, I do have a question. Yeah. When Netflix does these live action series, I never understood their um, their publication system. Like, do they publish the episodes once a day or once a week? Um, You know... I think they usually do it more in lump sums, like bingeable sums. Oh, okay, okay. Because I remember, like, like with The Witcher, when they did the live action series with uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. And like by the end of the week, I was like, "Oh, first season's already done." I was like, "The fuck? They already released all the episodes?" I like, I th- uh, my idea was that they were gonna do like weekly thing. No, so, I think Netflix wants you to binge, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of understanding now. Honestly, I kind of like that, mm-hmm. just because I am the type that don't like to wait for a weekly release i'd rather binge the entire thing in one sitting and go all right let's move on to the next one (laughs) okay okay no that's understandable too and and honestly that's kind of smart with netflix too but yeah no i I think it's a good a good way to do it Mm -hmm. at at least for the way i consume media yeah because you know there's a bunch of animes i start you know the seasons kind of come in i start one and i'm like oh this is really good but there's only like two episodes out I completely forget about it. It's gone. <laughs> I usually keep track because I'll still watch episodes, even if it's just once a week. But other than that, honestly, I haven't been really watching anything because of Forza. <laughs> <laughs> I have lost track of everything. Oh, geez, geez. All right, Manny. Well, Cowboy Bebop Episode 1, what's your first impression of it? Honestly, it was... Well done in in various parts, especially the opening. Oh yeah, I did like the opening. The opening, the original yes. song, kind of like that, like that hit, that subtle homage to the anime and everything. Oh, it wasn't subtle at all. I know. I, I, know. I mean, that was like, but they mixed it well. Exactly. They mixed it well, and I think like you know the people who are super like, oh, it's not exactly like the anime. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. never going to be, but. That's almost as close as you could get. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a pretty good job at doing that. Yes, definitely. And for sure, after getting a, fo- a first look at the first episode throughout it, 
Yeah, Spike is short. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't do bad he as doesn't. a character. He like, he you know, his acting, his attitude, even the way they kind of dressed him up, like the appearances, not bad. Like, not bad. Just, yeah, he's just fucking short. <laughs> okay. If we're going to go into appearances now, let's talk about Faye. Okay, well, I, I can't remember if she showed up on the first one or the second, because I know we started the second a little bit. Mm. But okay, we can go into Faye. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really portray her. So to I, an extent. I, yeah, I, I kind of see the remnants, kind of like a uh, a retro redesign of a car, right? Yeah. They, re- they uh, modernized her. There we mm-hmm. go. They did modernize her quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know almost positive she didn't really reveal too, too much on episode one, but uh, definitely an attitude change. Yes, because in the anime, or like the, just like the the original um, anime series and everything, she was more like the like calm and smooth, I would say. Yeah, she kind of had this like, uh, I mean, they didn't draw her like that, but in, in a sense like this, Smooth, suave, sexy yes. aesthetic that's yes. just kind of like it's not goofy, off-putting, or clumsy. Mm-hmm. Versus the what they're portraying in this live action is quirky. If her her personality is quirky, yes. you know what I mean. It I don't know. They they really really changed that a lot. They did. They did. Which okay, whatever. But let's get into what I saw as the negative that is probably what gets it's going to get the people the most upset. Yeah, and there there was actually a, quite a lot of people upset. Uh probably the biggest uh, there was so many complaints, but the majority of the complaints was probably just the budget, the CG. The, okay, the CG, yeah. The CG. And I think that has to kind of tie in with the budget mm-hmm. because it's probably a lot cheaper to produce stuff um on the computer than it is to go on-site filming or yes produce props in actual physical material backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what got me. Like, I understand CG is needed, right? It's a necessity. It's mm-hmm. a necessary tool for, like, aliens, yes. spaceships, um, even some of the, you know, because, you know, this is a lot of it's in outer space, right? It's new Tijuana, so they're kind of flying in the spaceship to that new world, in a sense, right? Yes. That's needed. Of course, you're going to need CG for that kind of stuff. But if you pay attention, their backgrounds, the building backgrounds, I and I, I shit you not, a couple of the cars were all CG. <laughs> I, no, trust me, I did notice that too. Um, some of the guns even looked CG. Yeah, and it and, and you know it's not that like, it's not that big money CG. Either. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you could look at it and go, it looks really sharp, and that's the only thing that separates it from like those really really bad early 2000 late 90s sci-fi movies (laughs) (laughs) okay i see it it just looks better as far as it being sharp but it is definitely not high dollar cg at all yeah yeah and it sucks because that's what really what kind of brings you out of it the most Mm -hmm. like uh obviously like with all of them they did rewrite the story a bit right They they did add a different plot line a little bit they kind of did have some similarities of uh protagonist antagonists clashings and everything like that but they did rewrite it and it really wasn't that bad yeah i i 
I enjoyed how they changed the dynamic from uh from Jet and Spike. They have more of a camaraderie, joking around, kind of sarcastic back and forth, which yes. I kind of enjoyed. I like that. Yes. Obviously a bit different from the anime, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, because, I mean, Spike was like more of like a less talkative person, I would say, in the anime. I would say Jet was the less talkative person. Uh, that's probably, the interaction I, between them two in the beginning of the anime especially was like super limited mm. it was mostly just him yelling at him from the screen like where the fuck are you at yeah no it's been a while since I've seen the original anime so I'd have to probably go back and check it out again yeah 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 but I, I did like the way they changed the dynamic mm-hmm. I don't like that they kept the anime beard <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man I mean who knows it, it, know, looks, it looks alright uh, okay, so it doesn't look as bad as like Dragon Ball Z hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, but like whenever you take an anime character and you try to take the hair and make it live action, that's never, never a good idea. Mm-hmm. The beard is all is like on the borderline. It, it doesn't look as atrocious, but like there are there are other ones that I could see them trying to do and fucking up. Yeah. So, like, if they would have done it with Spike, mm. come on, tell me that wouldn't look ridiculous. Yeah. It would look ridiculous, right? So, it it's stuff like that, so I'm really hoping they keep that tone down a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like the beard, if if they really wanted to pull it off, it was if it was actually full and solid, not, like, patchy looking a little bit. Yeah, well, that's the thing. In the anime, it was patchy, and he did have those, like, uh, where are they like? But no, but I'm sorry. I, like I know. Car, no, like, I know that. Like but in real beard. life, it would actually still look better if it was actually fuller instead of patchy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Change it up from what the anime mm-hmm. shows. If they want to keep the canards, <laughs> just fill it in a little bit, or you know, not as dramatic. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think from the first episode, I'm hopeful still. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep the blinders on a little bit for the CG and budget just because if we're judging off of that alone, it's already going to be like, this is a little bit hard to watch. Yeah. Another uh, another one of the big complaints that I saw was uh, the fight choreography and the combat. Okay. I still don't understand what everybody's complaining about about it, but I mean, honestly, the fight scenes looks good, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look look bad. I mean, it, there it was, was a little bit more gimmicky. Yeah, right, and a little bit more slow pace, which is kind of understandable because we can't really it's mimic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We really can't mimic anime the dynamics physics. of anime physics. Yes, yeah. with fast paced combats and everything. Yep, that's true. That's true. And it was a little bit, at least from what I remember. I don't remember Cowboy Bebop having super gimmicky fight scenes yeah. like the the Jackie Chan stuff of him like doing a hit and unloading a clip or kicking him twice to get him stabbed. Like, yeah. Giving it was a bit gory than Jackie Chan stuff, but you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> gimmicky kung fu shit, you know? So, yeah, it was a little bit gimmicky, but it didn't look terrible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like over the top. It didn't seem sloppy. There was like a couple, of, there was a couple um, parts where I was a little bit like, okay, this kind of looks shitty. <laughs> And I think it was one that he came in for like a frontal attack, and he looked slow, like oh, when he was sliding, overly slow. When he was sliding, or no? That's the second one I was actually going to mention. It was when he was sliding on a wing of a plane. Yes, 
and it looks super obvious that he kind of just like carefully sat and laid down and somebody pulled him with a, yes, with a rope or something. Yes. <laughs> so I guess Because you know, those were not sliding dynamics. No, oh my god. It it, it that part did look kind of bad. Yeah. That one stood out to me. So yeah, that that probably goes back again to budget. And I mean, I I don't know how stunts and those that part of the filming industry goes, right? But yeah, that didn't come out very good. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep an open mind on the budget, and kind of focus a bit more on maybe the story, the you know the way they write this story out, right? And a bit of uh, how it's portrayed and presented. Uh, and then, some, some one of my one of my complaints was too how you see Spike or the other characters pointing their guns at each other, but like it clearly looks like they're pointing different directions, and yet when they shoot, they hit the person. I was like, bro, you weren't even pointing at him. Like, <laughs> like chill, you're not Alec Baldwin. Ben the or what is that? Do you remember that movie of Ben the Bullet? <laughs> It's a super old movie. <laughs> oh, I know which movie you're talking about, but I forgot what it was called. Wanted? No. I don't know what it is. All right, never mind. Forget it. But <laughs> they'll do that by the end of the episode. Watch or yeah. the end of the of the series. <laughs> Shoot a gun and just like curve it. Curve the bullet. That was a terrible movie. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't remember it all too well. I just remember mostly that. Mm. <laughs> but okay. yes, that that's kind of first impression. I I think the writing is good. I think they so it almost feels like somebody tried really hard to do this well, but budget was definitely not going to allow for it, man. No. no. So I don't know. And and it, I think maybe the last last comment I could say is that it was almost like a a best worse, right? Mhm. So it was almost the best use of original music from the anime. Yes. But also the worst. So the next time you watch it, watch when they play the music and what tune they're using for the scene. Huh. Just keep that in mind next time you watch it and you'll kind of see that it's really awkward like they're just forcing it in like they're just oh we got to play this one because it was in the anime and it it doesn't match the scene i feel like they could have put a little bit more effort in the music well you really can't match match the scene if it's 3d or cgi oh well yeah that's true but i i just mean they could have took the aesthetic of the music and maybe remixed it to match what they're doing mm -hmm. and reused original music where it actually fit yeah so Kind of keep that in mind next time you watch it, and you'll kind of see what I mean, where it almost feels like they're forcing that onto yeah. that scene. Okay. It just doesn't feel right. Or it could just be me, but maybe you can let me know next week when we, when we no, kind of do I'll, the deeper No, I'll dive. definitely have to pay attention to that because I never thought about that. It never occurred to me when I was watching the episode. Yeah, well, because to me, the music was always one of the bigger things that created that aesthetic mm -hmm. of Cowboy Bebop. You know, they did get kind of like that 70s detective era kind of kind of clothing going, you know what I mean? Especially opening up with the casino scene in the yes. beginning. So it was kind of like, all right, they they really captured that I felt really well. But to me, the the music felt forced. Mm. Like a couple areas, like the intro, perfect. I thought they did a cool intro. I was really, really happy with it. Other areas, they, they reuse the music, but it just doesn't seem to fit for me. Yeah. So maybe 
put a note on that and see see what you think and let me know next week. Okay. But all right, Manny. What else do we got on the board? Let's move on. All righty. And then just a quick uh, few anime updates and everything. Uh, so we are going to be seeing Attack on Titan, part two of the final season, coming back to us on Crunchyroll streaming sites. And it's going to be January 9th. So I'm going to be excited for that. I know you had some gripes for for the part one of season four. Yes, yes. But overall, I still enjoyed it, so I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how much you're going to be looking forward to it, maybe. Um, I will watch it, but I don't know about, like, super excited for it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Which is completely understandable because, I mean, not everybody's going to have the same reactions when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. And then also, we also have One Piece. This week was their 1,000th episode. This is the most unprecedented and most underwhelming story we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and to pay homage to the show, the very first opening, they brought it back for just for the 1,000th episode and reimagined the animation for the for the 1,000th episode with its current character designs and everything, current like arc style and everything. So yes. I thought that was like kind of cool and like kind of smart what they did to celebrate the 1000th episode and everything redundant but yes yeah i know i know i know it's, it's one piece we're talking about well I no know. it's more a toy animation we're talking about oh i don't know i i'm sorry i just i gave one piece a shot i really don't understand it <laughs> it's not worth a thousand episodes of my life <laughs> what if it, what if it actually is completed in and not, no. no longer outgoing. No. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, really. I think I got 45 episodes in. And uh, it is not worth 500. It is not worth 400. Maybe two. I think I found a new torture tactic for you. Have you watched it's One not, Piece? Nope. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it just didn't capture me to see what the hype was about. And that was one thing I've always been told. It's like, oh, well, have you started it? If you watch it, you'll understand why and you'll be hooked. And I feel like 45 episodes is a fairly decent investment. And it did not get me. It mm. just did not get me. I, and, and it goes I do appreciate the art style. As crude and ugly as the beginning really is. That's toy animation for you, honestly. Yeah, but I and did appreciate that's, that's a smart, the uniqueness. That's a smart thing about toy animation. They they're they're that they're that big of a company and they're so well successful that they know they can get away with that stuff. Well see Okay, so I don't wanna say it like it's getting away with it. I don't like the animation because it does look really mm -hmm. cringy. But paying attention to it right because i'm trying to be as open to it as possible right mm -hmm. paying attention to it i do got to give a little bit of respect as far as unique distinction of characters yes right so it's not like a super cookie cutter because if you go to a lot of animes you can kind of cookie cut change some clothes put some background glasses, characters basically and hair color and hairstyle and you just got another character right kind of like in naruto honestly there was a lot of cookie cutters like yeah, there's background. a lot of cookie cutter or even main characters. I'm talking about like some smaller animes, mm. main characters. You can change up hair and a couple accessories and you got another character, you yeah. know? So 
I do kind of give him the respect of distinct and uniqueness. You know which other it is cringe. You know which other anime did such a phenomenal job not not doing the uh, cookie cutter strategy for background characters. Who's that? And it just occurred to me, um, My Hero Academia as well. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. And they're less cringe looking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the grape. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, we're going back. Hold on. And a little bit the frog. I know I'm going to trigger a couple people, but a little bit the frog. I can understand that part. Yeah, that's kind of cringe, honestly. And yes, we are going to piss off some people on that part. All right. Sorry. Back back to your pirate. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no, I mean, it goes back to what we're talking about with Attack on Titan. It, I mean, it's not everybody's going to have the same reaction or opinion or likeness to it. So it's just pretty much you watch it or you don't. If you think other people enjoy it, good. Show it to them. If you don't, like, let them try it. If they don't, just move on, basically. Yeah, yeah, true. And and don't get mad when we make jokes because we're going to do that anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even, if, even if it's an anime that I wholeheartedly like, I'll still make jokes out of it, make fun of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Manny. What do we got next? All righty. And Forza update. You wanted to do a Forza update, so... Yeah, so I wanted to find out, uh, are you still pulling all-nighters? We are two and a half weeks in since you got in it, right? Because you got early release. Uh, By this Friday, we should be four weeks in already. Four weeks in? Yes. Okay, so are you still pulling all-nighters? Almost. Oh, okay. What's almost? Falling asleep. okay so it's not a lack of willingness to try the body is just not keeping up anymore (laughs) it's not really i'm getting old oh my gosh okay so you are still putting in some pretty heavy hours yeah um like um when when, when did this happen monday night was it monday night or sunday night no i think it was sunday night yeah it was sunday night um this past sunday i was playing with rx7 alex Leo and everybody else. Yep. Everybody else left off. Me and Alex still stayed on. And next thing you know, I just hear I hear silence for the rest of the night. And Alex sl- uh, fell asleep on me while playing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So me and the boys, we've gotten the chance to get into the Hall of Fame for Forza, and we're just doing we're just building our own race race courses uh, using blueprint uh, uh, creations. Uh, I think I forgot what it was called. Uh, something labs where you can actually create your own design race course, design your own race courses and everything. Okay. And Leo made a disgusting race that just pissed us off. Disgusting race. Uh, he made the he made trees and houses inside inside the checkpoints, so it was kind of hard not to hit a house. Or it okay. was, <laughs> or like make a checkpoint that was like two feet wide, and you had to figure out how to like slide through it. All right, and then he made ramps where like at the edge of the ramps where you're supposed to take off, he put bumpers there so you would immediately crash. So the idea is to actually avoid the ramps. <laughs> and then he decided to put a ramp at the finish line, which was stupid too. I mean, uh, finish finish with a big bang. Uh, it's kind of off-centered, so you'll just fly off and miss the the checkpoint for the finish. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. All right, that one's kind of funny. Yeah. No, th- th- that race was terrible, and yet we still want to... We still... Every time we get together, we always make him convoy leader so we can try that race again. 
All right, all right. But yeah, uh, pretty much just going at it still. I think I'm at level 120 at this point. I'm not at the level with Tommy and Leo and everything because they have more time to play than me. There's been a few nights where I've been just been busy with family and stuff, so I just never got the chance to play too much with them. Got it, got it, got it. But it's Can pretty much just my level. Is it still like nine? I think I'm at like 14. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you already dropped off at this point, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't jumped back on. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I don't know. You know, uh, they're enjoyable for a very small amount of time for me. Were you, but like, were you just, you were just focused on road races, huh? I mean, I was focused on something to do. Mm-hmm. I just really couldn't find enough to do where it wasn't irritating driving to a race to do something. Basically, I think when uh when I'm playing a racing game, I want to be set up to go and just race and drive, right? Mm-hmm. But with Forza Horizon, you kind of have to travel to each one. Yes. Right? So it's kind of like you do one race, and if you want to do another one, it's like, oh, cool. I enjoyed that. That was pretty fun. Let me go to the next one. Now you have to travel the open map free roam basically free roam right to Mm -hmm. go to the next one and the next one might not be the same type of race you might have to do a off-road or a rally or a drag race right which is cool variety is great but uh i guess the traveling between races i only want to do i guess when i want to (laughs) yeah that's why i did 100% on the bonus boards, and I bought the house in Cabo San Lucas, which lets me fast travel anywhere. And with the bonus boards already completed, it cost me zero credits to fast travel anywhere. So I can basically fast travel for free. Okay, but how long did it take to do that? Two all-nighters. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that can't was just that. like pure dedication for only the the bonus boards. That's what I mean. That's a long time just for those <laughs> boards so you don't have that no, annoying some, travel time. And, and some of them were pissing me off. One was on top of the electrical tower, and I had to figure out where to jump on the hills to get to it and what vehicle to use. Jeez, okay. There was one where it was like on top of like a pillar of rocks and everything. I have to get to the side of a cliff, which was all like bumpy and jaggedy with rocks and everything so like i have to find like the perfect angle where i want like one tire will hit like a bump of a rock and just like send me somewhere else after i make the jump got it got it see and this is why i will just use up all my money just fast traveling (laughs) (laughs) i did use up all my money so right now i'm broke uh i bought the castle yeah it's it's a it's called uh, i think it was like hotel castillo i think that was called huge just castle mansion but like hotel style and everything and it cost me five million credits that's a lot i had two rare cars in my uh garage that honestly i didn't care for so i put them up for auction and so i was able to get the funds and i bought that house it gave in one of the like i said the house in cabo san lucas gives you the perk for fast travel anywhere uh this one gave you the perk of Two free super wheel spins, and then just for buying it, and then one uh, daily wheel spin every day. Okay. So that was that was kind of nice, but yeah, it left me broke. <laughs> but after the the two free uh, super wheel spins and the one free uh, wheel spin, I was able to get back to a million credits right away. Okay, it's an investment. It's an investment. <laughs> yeah, it's an investment basically. Yeah. 
uh, I just wanted to flex because everybody couldn't afford anything, so I bought that house. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. And what's funny about like having Leo, our, our buddy Leo, as convoy leader, we always try to, okay, go pick this race. He has to go drive out there, and like we're always... And we purposely just bitch on the on the mics to him. It was like, it's like, did you get to the race? Like, I'm driving there still. Like, like we just piss him off and everything. Cause like, I was like, oh look, I'm already at the race because I faster. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's what you guys do during that stage where I'm just like, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just like while we wait for Leo to get to the next race, we just fuck around and just do stupid shit sometimes or go inside the garage um, and just like mo- uh, look at some cars to modify, tune, and everything. And prepare for another another race that we want to try out, or prepare a car for like certain challenges, like the speed traps or speed zones, drift zones, the um, the jumps and everything. Which for some of them, I still hold records between in our groups, not not world records, but groups for our, uh, groups for us, uh, records for us, and they're always getting pissed off because they can't beat it, even though they have faster cars than me. All right, all right, but yeah, um. Other than that, I mean, like, we're just pretty much still enjoying the race. I think we're going to start, like, designing our races to have more fun with it and everything and see what we can do with it and everything. Got it. Okay. Well, we'll give it a couple weeks and see if you're still trying to do (laughs) (laughs) all-nighters. I mean, uh, uh, the all-nighters was just, like, the beginning part, just, like, get ahead and everything. And then after that, just, like, pretty much just have fun with each other because, again... Forza is still working on the internet connect connection part with when it comes to playing online with people like co-op basically, but as I said in last week's episode, they are progressively getting better and better every every day, uh, with connection issues when we're trying to play with each other. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I accidentally fell into an online. I think it was the zombie one. Oh yeah, those are those are kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like a race. And then it said that it was some kind of zombie thing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, basically, either you, you're you on the team where you have to stay away from the infected or you're on the team where you have to try to infect everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I fell into one of those, and uh, maybe this is why I'm not suited for online gaming too, is we went through it, and uh, I was like, okay, well, I'll, fucking tr- I'll try it out, right? So I tried it out. We went through one, uh, I guess, one game of this, right? And then I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then I put my remote up when the race was over because I was going to go eat with the wife. And then another race started, like, automatically. I guess it was, like, some kind of tournament thing with, like, these hot rods. Yeah, if you're doing online races, you have to be wary about that. Yeah, I didn't know it was, like, back-to-back with no loading screen or rejoining or Mm -hmm. finding another party or whatever. It just rolls into another race. I'm like, well, sorry, guys, and I just turned it off. (laughs) Oh, I've I've had those moments where I like play online uh, races with other people and we're like, we actually they they actually match make us to make uh, make us into like two separate teams the red team and the blue team, and and like most of them I'm always trying to take it serious and stuff because there's certain uh, rewards that come out of those races like so I'm trying to be serious because I want to finish those and of course finish like the festival playlist uh, uh, objectives and missions and everything, but it, it just like. We lose one race, and next you know, like three people just drop off, and like fuck, we still got two more races. As as long as we win the second race, we're able to go to the third race. But if we lose the second race, the red team automatically wins. It's like a, it's like a best two out of three, basically. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So 
it took me maybe three days trying to beat this one um this one festival race where it was like best two out of three and it was just trying to find the perfect car and everything because it was kind of stupid you have to the the requirements were you can only use a modern supercar and it has to be a class okay the only modern supercar that's a class that you can buy um in the dealership is the bmw audi uh, no bmw audi bmw <laughs> bmw mortal enemies. i know the bmw i8 okay and it's stupid slow even if I you want to say is that a supercar <laughs> it's a modern supercar Got it. Yeah. Um, so I pretty much just got a the new C8 Corvette. I and that's an S1 class car, and I pretty much just downgraded it to class A and just used that, and I was pretty much able to win it. There you go. That yeah, works. It does, honestly. Okay. Okay. So, Forza still hot on the books for you. Yes. All righty. Well. With that, let's go ahead and roll into our next topic, Manny. All right. And kind of like how we were like talking about like traveling and stuff with cars and stuff, like how you sit in free roam trying to get to the next place, that requires distance. And we all know that a lot of people like to have their own set milestones for their mileage on their cars. Yes. And this got brought up because you showed me a meme. <laughs> <laughs> and when you showed me the meme, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, this gives me an idea. So yeah. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about this. Basically, like, how you measure a milestone of your car ownership. Mm-hmm. And is it different for each car? So I feel like it is. Okay, so so give us an example. Let's say, uh, have you reached any milestones with the Mustang? 25,000, because the, the, and the reason why is because... Since I barely drive it, I was like, wondering, I wonder when I'm going to get to 25000 Okay, why in particular 25000 Just because of how much I, I, how little I drive it, honestly. Okay, it's, it's just a higher number, not really necessarily yeah. like the any significance of the number. No, no, no. Okay. So that's your milestone for that one? I already completed it, so yeah. So I think the next milestone is going to be 35000 See when I'm going to reach it. Okay, okay. How about the El Camino? El Camino, I don't really have too much milestones on that just because of like how very little I drive it. It's probably I don't think you're understanding my question. <laughs> Let me rephrase it. Sorry. Okay. So when I mean milestone, I mean like, okay, the milestone for my, f- a, or I should say a milestone because I've had the Fox body for so long. I've had mm-hmm. many milestones on it. So when I'm saying milestone is not necessarily your mileage, I'm just using that as an example from that meme you showed me. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, a milestone for me in the Fox body was um, gutting the motor for the first time. Mm. Right? That was a big milestone for me. Oh. It was the first time I I kind of got super deep into it. I had never pulled a motor out before. I mean, that was that was I what the meme was about when I, when I showed it to you. So I thought we were talking about mileage is why you were talking about milestone. No, no. I meant, like, a how would you define a milestone per car and okay. which ones have you reached with that car, right? Mm-hmm. So you might not measure your ownership mile, milestones the same way with the Mustang as you would the Taco, right? Yes. Those are di- two different kind of cars, so you might have a different style like, okay, well, it doesn't matter that 
let's say the track, right? Let's say mm-hmm. taking the Mustang out to a track was a milestone for you. Oh, it definitely was. Okay. It so really was. Yes. That's a perfect example. But obviously that wouldn't be the same milestone for the El Camino or the t- Tacoma. Mm-hmm. So what would be milestones that you've reached with your cars right now? I mean, of course, with the Mustang, of course, is going to Auto Club Speedway, especially since this may be the last year for it. Uh, well, I know. It's it's supposed to be upcoming, so I'm going to try to drag you out there one more time. Yeah, and I think probably the next milestone for me is trying a smaller course, like maybe something like Grange and everything, and just build experience little by little. Okay, I don't think you'll like it, but okay. I mean, it's it's still something to practice with. We'll see when you get out there. Mm-hmm. We'll see when you get out there. Okay. So what other milestones have you hit with the Mustang, or is that kind of like the only milestone you really felt like got you with the ownership? Uh, at the moment, yeah. I mean, overall, I just enjoy the car, and I just love how it handles and and, and everything. So, um, Okay, how about the uh, El Camino? The El Camino, the biggest milestone would probably be the wire harness once it's in there. Okay, I so am, that was not there yet. <laughs> not there yet, but like I said, uh, or I was trying to say right now, um, me and RX-7 Alex are still in the works of actually talking. We're still talking about it. His situation is kind of not um, in favor for him to travel to my place at the moment, and I don't want to burden him with 91 traffic in the afternoons just to get to my place every single day to work on it. Yeah, I hear so you. So we're trying to, at the moment, we are in talks of trying to work out something that would benefit him and also benefit me in terms of not burdening him with the travel the travel burden of the 91 traffic. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, since, like I said, we were, we've were we been playing together on Forza, so pretty much every now and then we were like in the talks about it on Discord. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so I know you haven't had it long, but is there any milestone that you've reached with the Tacoma, or is there something you have in the plans that's kind of like a goal to reach with that car or truck? The Tacoma is... I don't have a milestone goal for the Tacoma. Just to maintain it, um, maybe revamp the suspension, because I do feel like the suspension needs to be needs to be checked out, honestly, as I drive it. My dad barely drives it. Um, so he's always telling me, he's like, oh, no, it's, it does, it's perfect. And everything's like, no, it's not. <laughs> I drive it more than you, <laughs> way more than you. So I know that it, there's some, there's some attention needed. On I don't it. hear it slamming, <laughs> slamming <laughs> the shock towers. You're all right. <laughs> uh, but it is just the reason why I also say, um, I don't really have a milestone on the Tacoma is because the, uh, half of it was paid for my dad. Half of it was paid for me. Uh, on it and the intention was so I'll have something that's reliable and everything as a daily commuter daily daily car and everything and he will have something to travel to Baja California Tijuana Rosarito and Sonoda that won't catch attention got it got it and that was that was one of the main purposes of us reaching that decision to get that truck together okay cool 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 so I don't really have yeah, it. It's in a different class. Yeah, it's yeah. It's in a different class. With a different purpose. Absolutely. Totally, totally get that. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Well, 
like I alluded to earlier, I you know, with the Fox body, it's really hard to say just because I've had it for so long and there's so many milestones I've hit, like mm-hmm. building that car and changing, you know, pulling the motor, changing the transmissions, doing a five lug swap, upgrading brakes, radiators. <laughs> and that's Forza Horizon for you. Basically, you know, that Fox body is, I've been building on it and there's been several different versions of the build. (laughs) At this point, I'm not really tracking every single milestone anymore. Mm -hmm. I guess it's just looking forward for the next, right? Yeah. So for the next one for me in that car is probably going to be after I get, you know, truck, trailer and race car situated kind of thing would be getting that suspension that, uh, racing suspension i have set up underneath the car yes i've done you know i have the four point which eventually will grow into a full cage but Mm -hmm. i did the subframe connectors finally so those Mm -hmm. subframe connectors are in the wiring harness was redone when i bought the car back right the motor i refreshed a couple years ago when i pulled it out and i did a new timing chain and oil pump and all that i did a new transmission on it I've replaced so much on it. At this point, it's pretty much finally getting some aggressive track-oriented suspension and control arms and everything underneath there and coilovers Mm -hmm. instead of the upgraded springs and shocks that I have. And um, maybe getting it out on a road course. Okay. You know, it's it's seen a lot of autocross. A lot Uh, of autocross. Yeah, I I do remember (laughs) you telling me all about your autocross days. Yeah, it's seen a lot of autocross. But, you know, I've never felt fully comfortable to take it to a road course and uh i think i've combed through that car enough to where i kind of know what it would need for me to feel comfortable to go take it out so i I think that's the future milestone for the fox body for Mm -hmm. sure um the truck obviously is the truck i really don't care too much about it i guess the milestone is uh i think for the first time i am gonna try a crate motor Ooh, yeah i thought about just picking one up like i normally do with everything <laughs> picking up a, a salvage yard or a dismantling shop and just picking up a, a long block and swapping it in mm-hmm. but you know for the price i got it and the price difference from a used long block to a crate is about a thousand dollars okay so a thousand dollars you get something that's remanufactured with a couple year warranty Versus a 90-day warranty. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try for a crate motor, which I've never really messed with. I've, okay. At this point, I've swapped motors used to used. I've pulled out motors and, you know, kind of reboard and honed the cylinders and done some, a little bit of, very, very little bit of internal work just on the 302s. But uh, this will be my first time messing with a new crate motor. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a new little venture in a, you know, hopefully I stop being so shitty at content and I actually start recording when I gut the motor out. <laughs> I, I'm so terrible at that, man. <laughs> now, I I just, uh, I actually just recalled something, another milestone that I had with the El Camino. Okay, let's hear it. The upholstery. That's true. That's a pretty big one. That's, yeah. that's definitely not something that's done regularly. Exactly. And those seats really needed, honestly. So, again, I've been impressed, like, how the seats turned on. Uh, just really like how they looked inside. Yeah. It, it just uh, gives that total, it just gives, like, a different vibe just in the, uh, just looking inside the car now. 
Yeah, no, that definitely counts. Definitely. I, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that one. And then uh, last is my workhorse. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what milestone I plan for that thing. It's literally just uh, throw as much mileage as I could on that car so it doesn't go on any other cars. That was the whole intention of buying it. And the canine cage has been nice for training. So... I honestly don't know what milestone I really have for that car. I know I keep saying that I'm going to take it to a a spec P71 race mm-hmm. <laughs> and try it out. Yeah. I don't know if I'll actually do it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but if I do, I would probably leave the suspension kind of worn and just replace uh, probably the front brake caliper since... Uh, one of them already locked up on me. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I already replaced it, so. But, yeah, just replace the other one. Fluid, pads, and tires, and I'd probably just take it out with worn-out suspension just to try it once. Yeah. Because I am curious. I do want to try it once. <laughs> not bad, not bad. So, I mean, I guess we can call that a milestone, but I'm not even sure if I really want to do that at this point. I mean, it's also, you're like, your commuter car for your dogs and your dog hobby and everything, so... It's something just to, like, be wary about. Yeah, yeah. You know, the truck is going to be the tow rig. The Fox is going to be, uh, I, I guess, maybe a double duty. We'll see. I, you know, I, I keep saying that I might just, it might be its last year registered for the streets, but we'll see. And then, um, you know, race car to come. So the Crown Vic is definitely just, it's a workhorse, dude. I yeah. just, I'm going to drive that thing into the ground, man. <laughs> I think I'm up to uh, 33,000 miles on it already. God damn! And I just finished a year of ownership. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, and that was, you know, and part of that year was a uh, kind of alternating between the Type R and the Crown Vic. Yes, it really was. Now it's all Crown Vic. So this upcoming year is going to be murder on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so super impressed. It's still alive. <laughs> okay. At this point, I've got my money's worth, so we'll see where it goes from there. Nice. So, yeah, I think those are car milestones. Um, maybe we'll kind of do some checkups into this later on and kind of see when you hit your next one and what your future ones might be. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that, Manny, what is next on the board? All right. Now it's time for our review on the anime we watched was Death Parade. Yes. This was uh this was good. I like this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. De- Death Parade was definitely a very well done anime, and honestly, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. So, was this your first time seeing it? No, no. This was. I know this was just one that uh, we had like from uh, listener recommendations, and we kind of put it off just because we've seen it. But it has been a while since we've seen it too. It has been a while, but on top of that, it was also kind of like. I, I feel like it's one of those that's just not enough people have seen it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think it's so freaking good. Yes. So, kind of a general synopsis of it, right? Mm-hmm. General synopsis of it is basically there is an arbiter that sorts through people whether they're going to be reincarnated or banished to the void. Yes. Right? So, he's kind of like, these people, obviously, they died. And I believe, if I remember, they had to have died at the same time. So, they kind of come in yes. pairs in that yes. way, right? they do come in pairs and they die at the same time, yes. 
And sometimes they die at the same time together. Sometimes they're like complete strangers. And basically what happens is that uh, they don't know they're dead. They show up. It looks like a bar. And even if they're complete strangers to each other, there's still some form of connection between them. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes they're just totally opposite strangers. Mm -hmm. We can go over some examples later. But uh, So basically they walk in. They do not know that they have passed away. They have no recollection of how they got to the to one of the bars or rooms. Exactly. Their memories are super limited. And the bartender will basically tell them to that, play a uh, game. Yeah, that they're to play a game. It'll be chosen by random and they should play as if their life is on the line. Without knowing that their their lives are not on the line because they're already dead. Yes, he just uses it as a figure of speech. He tries very very hard to not answer certain questions and keep that mystery so that they keep in their mind thinking that they but, might die or be murdered if mm-hmm. they don't play this game or whatever. And the idea of the whole game scenario is so that they can bring out their worst self for judgment on them. Yeah. So out of fear. At, well, fear is one of the primitive things that they try to drive on, right? Yes. But it is supposed to be that they... They try to bring out the worst in you to see how you react. And they use the situation with the game in combination with uh, their memories Mm -hmm. because the Arbiters do have access to all their memories. And fear is what triggers those memories to come back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't even think it's always fear because there's a couple episodes where it just seems like they trickle in as the game progresses. Sometimes there's not even fear. It's just them casually doing it and all of a sudden... Like, it kind of hits them, you know? But I feel like those memories, those first memories that aren't triggered by fear, lead to fear after. Because now they... They've... Well, because it usually leads to their death. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so this is... Uh, that's kind of the basis of it, right? They'll play the game. The Arbiter kind of sees how they react. A lot of people freak out because they start me- remembering that they're dead or some kind of traumatic thing that happened in their life happens you know or not only just freak out but they just get pissed off of how they died that too <laughs> that too <laughs> like that girl that slipped on the bar of soap and just hit her head on the bathroom that floor was actually super funny <laughs> yes it was <laughs> but uh yeah so there's that and then at the very end the arbiter will choose and put them back in the elevator that they came out from and there is a mask of a like the classical Japanese woman and the oni, the demon mask. Yes, kind of representing whether they will be banished with the banished, banished to, to the, the void, void with the demon mask or reincarnated with the female mask. And there are some situations where either they both go to the void or they actually go both to be reincarnated. Correct. Yeah. the The winner of the game or loser of the game doesn't really determine the outcome of where they go no it does not so i think for this review we're not going to reveal where they go Mm -hmm. if you're okay with that that's fine but we are going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite situations and and uh pairings in this Mm -hmm. but we'll we'll, maybe we'll keep that part at least kind of a a mystery if case anybody hasn't seen it and they want to go and see it we don't kind of ruin who actually gets banished and who gets saved yes or reincarnated i should say so that's kind of the main world rules, right? One of the, we do have a protagonist, I guess you can call her. If if anything, I would say the protagonist is actually the bartender. True. Maybe because, she's kind of like the long story, huh? Or a supporting character. A main supporting character. Yeah. Because yeah. 
if you remember one of the characters, which is the manager of all the uh, arbiters, Nona, she is actually doing a controversial practice of actually instilling emotions, experiment, uh, experiment of actually instilling emotions into Deckham, which is one of the arbiters, the main arbit- uh, the the main protagonist. Correct, and they are not allowed to have any emotions. They are dolls. I think is the exact yes. quote that they said. Yes, or dummies. Yes, one of those two. So in secret, she's performing this experiment to see what would happen if an arbiter actually has human emotions with the help of the supporting character, Chiyuki. I think that's her name. Yes. And so with Chiyuki's help and Nona's uh, approval to keep her, even though she's supposed to be um, judged to see if she goes to the void or, or goes to be reincarnated, she's allowed to stay and just continue on and just help Deckham in the experiment unknowingly. Yes, so she is a human spirit, basically, mm-hmm. but uh, she stayed because they didn't really know what to do with her originally. Exactly, because she would not get her memories no matter how many games she played. Well, she wouldn't get her memories, and they didn't have access to her full memories. That is true. They only had partials, so they didn't really know what to do with her, and when she showed up, unlike most of the other guests... Who had no idea they had passed on she showed up already knowing she had passed away and she was yes. dead so they couldn't get her to play a game anyways mm-hmm. so um they that's when they ended up uh electing to erase her memories and just tell her she's an assistant yes until they figured out what to do with her mm-hmm. which ended up helping in the emotional development i guess of the main character oh dude that that if the, you want to call it that. <laughs> no, no, yes, I would. I would because those last two episodes were brutal. Yeah, yeah. That's when they you were, can tell it, it, there was growth in there. Oh, definitely. And honestly, fucking waterworks right there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, man. It, okay, it didn't get me that bad, but it, it was good. I, yeah. It did not get me like that, but all right, all right. But uh, let's jump a little bit into the, because I don't know, I I almost feel like as a general thing, the story is good, mm-hmm. but I love that they have these isolated little stories within them, which is the people who pass on and they're yes. playing the game, right? So let's get into those sub-stories. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess that's what we can kind of refer to them as. Yeah. So my favorite sub-story, you were a star, man. <laughs> you were a fucking star. <laughs> the fuck did I do? <laughs> So my favorite sub story is episode four, and that is the uh, episode with the TV personality and the neat otaku. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. Though that episode when they had their mental breakdowns after they realized they were dead and they couldn't fulfill the goals they had in mind, actually like got me emotional. I thought it was because of the figure collection, but okay. No. <laughs> like the 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 fact that this guy was like trying to figure out what to do with his life, and then he just like finds himself committing suicide. Well, it was also too that his parents split up, mm-hmm. and he had a stepmother that he kind of refused to be a part of the family anymore. Yeah, even, even though, though she wanted she like her life goal for marriage uh, marrying into the family was to get him to say to call her mom at least once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have the 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 TV uh, the TV personality lady where her whole life was just been about bad life choices and just being abused and used in every single way. 
uh, while trying to like build this family that she was unexpectedly, she never expected to have as well. Yes, correct. But you know, she was a bit shitty to the kids. She was. Though, too. She was. She was she super was. shitty to the kids. She was super shitty to other people. And then she kind of got something in her career happened. Right? She got successful, and that's and then, when she started making these like weak attempts to be better to the kids, but still super shitty to other mm-hmm. people. She ended up getting murdered, right? That's how she ended up passing away. Yes. Versus the guy who just had this... He got stuck in one of those spiraling depressions and just kind of like... Off Oof, himself. Oofed himself, yeah. So, super, super interesting contrast for those two two different characters, right? Mm-hmm. And their game was a video game. Arcade fighting style, yeah. Yes, yes. And, boy, when they chose their characters... I had to pause it to read like the power ups and specials <laughs> yes. and all that. And then I looked and I was watching this with the wife and I looked at her and she looked at me and we both kind of went like, that's Manny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause I'm just going to go commit suicide right after this. No, no, because his- wait, wait, and I'll just commit seppuku. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because his special move was figure uppercut. <laughs> And, uh, dude, we were just dying. We are like, oh, I can see Manny bringing his Sonico for an uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> this man. So, yeah, we had a really great laugh about that. <laughs> we had to make some light out of it, Manny. We okay, had to make okay, some light okay. out of it. But it did get dark very quickly after. No, no it, it definitely did. It got really, really dark. Um it almost gets into like a murdery situation, but yeah, because when they when Deckham started uh, actually fixing the games, causing her to panic and bring out her true self of like, well, like, it's not fixing the games. It was more that he was trying to create the stress, right? Yes, and that's what he did. The whole thing is just he wanted to create a little extra stress. He wanted to poke the bear a little bit more mm-hmm. to see what happens. So that was my like one of my favorite. Uh, sub stories Mm -hmm. of this one what was one of yours probably the i think it was a detective and the other guy that um okay this is the one where both of them are murderers both of them murderers right yeah they're supposed to technically go to like a special arbiter yes got it okay okay but he but they specifically fixed it to where they go to deckham where the experiment with uh human emotions and see how he can deal with two murderers, basically. Correct, correct. Which was an interesting twist, I would say. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. That that one definitely wanted to raise the stakes. It did. And, you it know, did. in every sense of it, it was just like, okay, let's raise the stakes higher. Let's raise the stakes higher. That one was one that definitely brought out a ton of, like, uh, stress stress for everybody involved in Exactly, that. to the point where Chiyuki had a force Deckham to let her see the memories of them and try to make a decision of who to who to stop who in the situation yeah 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 that that was a pretty good one yeah that was a really really good one that would be the highlight of the of all of them honestly for me okay all right interesting so I guess uh did you place bets (laughs) (laughs) not really no, me me and the wife kind of were... Well, when we you were had somebody it. to place a bed. I had no one. True, true, true. We'll Zoom you in next time. And <laughs> <laughs> this man. <laughs> or Discord you yeah, in. Yeah, just put me on Discord. Put you on Discord. We'll, maybe, maybe we can do that in the future because we still have that old uh, Discord 
um, server open for the podcast. And just watch the episode together? Yeah, yeah. And so then if anybody listening wants to start watching some of that stuff with us. The only thing for commentate. that, though, we would have to watch the episodes separately ourselves. Like, Because, like, yeah, I don't know if you remember Discord, you can stream your computer screens if you're watching the like the shows on a, on a, on a computer or anything. Uh-huh. So I try to have a watch party with people. Uh, so I, I I put I put up stream on Discord for Crunchyroll. We were gonna watch this one. I mean, I forgot which anime, but it would not show. It would show darkness for everybody else. Really? They would get audio, but that's it. So Crunchyroll. Oh, so it 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 uh Crunchyroll, it recognizes the website. It does Crunchyroll, uh, Funimation, and other streaming services recognize that you can stream on Discord, but they made it sure that you can't stream episodes interesting yeah you can still get audio but that's it interesting i'm gonna look into that cool okay but yeah anyways we would we were making bets at who was gonna go to the void or if any of them or who was gonna go and get Mm -hmm. reincarnated that was kind of like a a little fun thing we were having yeah (laughs) we were we were judging life and death ourselves yeah yeah (laughs) all right so let me ask you about one, and this is the only one I'm going to spoil as far as who went to Void and who went to uh, Reincarnation. Okay. And that is going to be the idol pop singer guy and the fangirl. They never... So, I, I don't know if you remember that one. It seemed like they were both going to get uh, reincarnated, and then the mass flips and it goes to uh, the Oni mask, which I was trying to figure out the reason of why. Because it, it, and why would it kind of like, because uh, at the very end, it, it seemed like she was kind of talking some shit to the guy. Yes. So it's almost like, I wonder if the, he was going to reincarnate him, and then she was talking shit, and he's like, nah, never mind, fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> he just got tired of them. was like, you know what, I don't want to deal with never you Never mind. Yeah. I, sp- I spent like a week deliberating on this one, and I'm not, nah, nah, fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> so that one kind of caught me off guard. Like, it, it, I didn't really catch it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that one was kind of interesting. And then, d- did you catch that at all, or no? I was confused on that on their judgments. Honestly, I know the girl stayed and everything, but I don't remember what happened to the other guy. His soul left, and I think his soul might have went to the void, and that's why the guy was saying like you could bring him back and let him get reincarnated, but you gotta off this guy and send him to the void. And it was mm. just some random guy, and that's yeah. when he was telling her like, or she asked like, well, wh- who is he? What did he do? And he's like, does it matter? What does how bad does this guy have to be or how good does this guy have to be for you to save him and not, you know, uh, save the other guy? What And then also the the speculation of, like, what if he's testing her to see if she's worthy to be reincarnated and she choose... And I think I answered my own question, right? Yeah. right? As I repeated that, I was like, you know what? That's probably what happened. Yeah, he's trying to judge her uh, to see if she's worthy to be reincarnated and try yeah. to sacrifice somebody just to bring somebody that already. And l- she probably, she probably said, "Yeah, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> Get this guy's soul back." You know. So yeah, maybe I answered my own question on mm-hmm. that one. So did you watch the OVA at all? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe off mic or whatever. Take a look at it and let me know what you think because I could not figure out why one of them went to the void and the other one went to uh reincarnate mm-hmm. because i 
thought it'd be the total opposite. Like, uh, like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to take a look at it just to like. Yeah, that, that's for the most part. Most of them, I think, I kind of figured out more or less the reasoning why. The OVA kind of threw me for a loop, and I really don't get that one. Okay. So maybe check that one out. Okay. But uh, let me and then let me get into some nerd stuff. Or do you have any more stuff to talk about the anime? Um, no, I was gonna go with my overall. St- score but if you want to boo nerd it go ahead yes because this is actually a rather more interesting anime and this is one of the more reasons why so this anime was actually made by madhouse madhouse has done some some phenomenal animes and everything that we've seen and everything and this anime aired in 2015 for the winter series uh, winter season of anime however this anime was was actually made out of a short film that was originally produced called Death Billards in in 2013. And so they made that short film into an actual anime series, which is now what we say Death Parade. Got it, got it, And this short film was made for, um, it was for an actual event. I'm trying to remember what the event was. Um, Yeah, like a film festival or something. More of a government-funded project for training young animators okay that's obviously not the u.s but i know there's a lot of lot of countries that actually do government funding for the arts yes so this was uh this was for the young animator training program and this was part of the anime mirai in 2012 to 2015 that was what the project was called at that time the first project was called project a and then it went on to uh, anime mirai and then it went to anime tamago and then anime, anime Notane, which is right now currently. But this was a funded project from the Agency of Cultural Affairs of the Japanese government in order to train and support uh, new and upcoming animators for the anime industry and everything. And it was one of the, the groups that actually made Death Billards that got the inspiration to create the series Death Parade. Very interesting. So we can say this anime was basically made of no source material. Yeah, no, they expanded off of literally a short film. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe that does explain why the sub-stories are so important to mm-hmm. kind of the length of this, right? Yes. Because it is in itself of the main story, there's not a lot of substance in me. It mm-hmm. really is the sub stories that are building the main story. Yes. Which, after learning about this, I'm actually interested to check out Death Builders now to see how it was so captivating to get that inspiration to make this yeah, series. Yeah, like what sparked it. Yes. That's interesting. Send me the link if you find it. Yes, I will. I will. Okay. Well, Manny, with your boo nerd out of the way... um. What is your review rating? I would give this a solid 9 out of 10. Solid 9. All right. Heck yeah. Oh, and then let's not forget the opening song. Flyers by Bradio. Honestly, they are a very phenomenal band that I enjoy listening to their music. So, I'm going 8.5 out of 10 because of the opening music (laughs) (laughs) and my guess is probably because like the the song is like very energetic while the anime is very sad i'm guessing right maybe energetic and generic okay sorry manny (laughs) (laughs) to me yes it was very energetic kind of like a happy dance song but it's 
it's a really, really, really generic happy dance song to me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard that a million times before kind of thing. Oh, you probably heard it because I played it a lot when we would travel together. Maybe that's what <laughs> it is. You ruined it for me. <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't feel like, you know, sometimes you can have, like, these animes that set up super dark. Erased. And they have the happiest intros ever. Erased. I yeah, was pissed yeah. off about that. I was like, bro, these anime is so dark and sad. Like, why the fuck did they choose this song as but the opening? sometimes the music is so good and, and the yeah. imagery for the video on the opening is so good, I can look past it. And that's erased again, actually. Exactly. it's Asian Kung Fu Generation, and honestly, they are a very good band. So, but in this case, the opening imagery is them dancing and it's not great and the music to me just didn't do it so mm-hmm. like that was my downfall for it was okay. the music and obviously because it's not super heavy with a uh, its storyline and in literature as far as like uh its context for the main story yes because it like i said it is built upon all these sub stories i couldn't go too much higher but i love the concept and the uniqueness of it so much i still get rated pretty high at an 8.5 okay okay so I liked it. It's one of those that uh, give me a year or so, and I'll probably watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a great one. If if you guys have not seen it, go check it out. It's yes, definitely worth the time. It's it definitely only is. twelve episodes. Twelve episodes in mm-hmm. the OVA. Yes, and then if you're interested, check out the short film Death Billards as well. So before we close up this episode, Manny. I did want to do one quick thing. I know everybody does it on every podcast, whatever, blah, blah, blah. What, talk? I mean that too, yeah. <laughs> we, do, we do a lot of that blah, blah, blah for sure. <laughs> but no, I, I did want to stop and take a moment to thank our listeners that have been listening to us this year. I know we'll probably do it again for New Year's or whatever, but it is Thanksgiving coming up. I'm getting ready to really, really, really drop the ball on that Survive the 25. (laughs) (laughs) But I did want to thank, you know, kind of like a big thing of we are thankful for the listeners that do listen to us and uh, and support the show that, you know, that leave the likes and reviews and, you know, comment to us. Let us know and talk to us and uh, how we're doing. And we wouldn't be doing this if if uh, you guys if it weren't for you guys. No, definitely. Definitely. Huge thanks to all of our listeners. Our loyal listeners, especially to our like most uh, closest friends that have just been supporting us, and to all the new listeners that are getting an interest in us, especially. Yeah, and maybe lastly to, um, you know what, to our guests that we've had on. Yes. We've had some really cool guests that's been really awesome about you know taking time out of their day to come out or, or time out of their day to Zoom in with us. Like That's always super appreciative. And, and especially how hard it's been trying to get guests with... The whole COVID situation, just yeah. them taking their time out of the day to get on Zoom with us as well. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the weekends. And uh, with that, Manny, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yes, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you want to send an email, send an unaccepted rev. I'm going to start leaving those in for a little bit longer and rotating them in and out. So if you want them, if you want to get in line first, send them in now. You can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, talk to everybody next Wednesday. Bye-bye.